You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking all things Cleveland Indians baseball with Indians radio broadcaster Jim Rosenhouse. Matt Waymar joining Jim here on Monday, December 14th. We're in mid-December. That is hard to believe. And, Jim, uh, kind of a quiet winter meetings for the Indians and overall kind of a quiet offseason for this Cleveland club. But uh, Terry Francona, Chris Antonetti have been very vocal in saying that, you know, by no means are we going to remain quiet. There are some deals on the horizon. They kind of laid the groundwork down there in Nashville. So looking into your crystal ball, what are some things you think this Indians team could do and who are some players you think they could target here in the coming weeks and months? Well, as far as specific players, uh, the the ones that you hear about, uh, certainly at the winter meetings, Todd Frazier, the third baseman for the Reds, his name came up for the right price. If the Indians can put together the right package, a couple of non-tendered guys, Chris Carter and, and Pedro Alvarez, you, you've heard their names come up as far as power bats, especially right-handed bats, as appealing uh, to the Indians right now. So th- those are just three names of, of, I'm sure, many. But the key being, uh, in terms of positions that they would, would love to upgrade if they could, would be outfield, and especially so with the injury to Michael Brantley. They, they could keep him out for at least a month to start next season. Uh, third base, I don't think they'd mind if, if they were able to get a veteran in here to, to to just give them some buffer in the event that Giovanni Urshela does need a little more seasoning at the AAA level. And that first base DH area is, is a spot that they uh, might look to improve as well. Even though they've had Carlos Santana at first base and then kind of rotated DHs, if they could get a, a power bat, especially a right-handed bat in here, uh, then they could make some adjustments there as well. So uh, there's some key areas there that, that I think they'd like to upgrade. Could they go into the season with what they have now? They could, but I, they'd really like to, to upgrade that because they feel that they have strong starting pitching and a good enough bullpen to, to really make some noise if they can score enough runs. And, Jim, to elaborate on that strong starting pitching, one of the things that's kind of surprised me this off season is that you hear whispers that teams are inquiring about the availability of guys like Carlos Carrasco and like Danny Salazar and that the Indians perhaps would entertain the notion of dealing those guys if the right deal does come along. Does it surprise you a little bit that the Indians would be willing to at least go that far with guys who are so young, cost control, they've got all this talent? I mean, aren't these the kind of guys you want to build a rotation around? What's your take on that? Absolutely. But in talking with, with president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, he said, look, if somebody calls, you'd be foolish not to listen because you never know. And what we have seen this offseason, at least reports-wise uh, from potential deals, the Indians asking price for, for whatever they would get in return, and specifically the names that have come up have been Carlos Carrasco and Danny Salazar, the asking price deservedly so is extremely high to the point where teams are walking away. So what you're seeing is the Indians would have to be blown away with, with a package coming back to them for any of their young, controllable starting pitching because as we've seen with the free agent signs,
Chinese, uh, the Indians, they can't pay someone $200 million over a, a six-, seven-year period. And, and what they have is what every team in baseball wants, and that's that young, controllable starting pitch. No question there. And uh, at the top of that rotation is, uh, well, I don't know if you'd say he's at the top of the rotation anymore, given his struggles in 2015, but Corey Kluber, I mean, what, what, a, what a strange two years it's been. The 2014 Cy Young winner uh, had his struggles in 2015, but I think his peripheral numbers was, were still very good. Case per nine, hits per nine, and, and things like that. He just had rotten luck on, you know, balls in play, and and uh, just the, the losses kept piling up, and it just was a very uneven season for him. Is this a guy too? Like you said, you just said they would they would listen to offers for Salazar and Carrasco. You know, what about Kluber? Is this a guy in in demand, or is the the bloom off the rose a little bit following a, a tough campaign coming off a Cy Young campaign? I, not at all. I think any team would would like to have him but uh, he is he is yes still the Indians ace they certainly view him that way as as time goes by you're seeing the one loss record be less of an indicator and something of importance to most teams when evaluating starting pitching you mentioned his peripherals looked very good and and they really were not that far off of what he had during his Cy Young award year so uh, I know just in visiting with Mickey Calloway, the pitching coach, at the end of the season, he, he said it's laughable to think that he's not a front-line starter and an ace of the rotation because you, you cannot look at, at one loss record as a true indicator of that. And I think last year was a great example in Corey Kluber's case. Now, was he as consistent? Did he have a, a few more hiccups along the way? Probably. Uh, but still, it's someone that the Indians view as the ace of their staff because he does have a little more experience and a little more age under his belt, and, and that's something that they do value very much so. So he's still at the top of the rotation, and that may be why teams, uh, at least outwardly from what we hear, haven't expressed as much of an interest in him as, as they have in, in Carrasco and Salazar. Yeah, and assuming uh, full health and productivity for guys like Kluber and Salazar and Carrasco, I mean, what a dynamic uh, top three of that rotation for the Indians in 2016 at uh, Terry Francona's disposal. Uh, we'll certainly see how that uh, shakes out as the season wears on. Uh, Jim, as we kind of come down the home stretch here, you know, you've addressed the, the needs of this club, especially in the outfield in light of the injury to Michael Brantley, uh, some, some pitching and relief needs as well. Do you think that the Indians could stun everybody, you know, a la the Diamondbacks with Zach Greinke by going out there, throwing money at a Johnny Cueto or a Justin Upton or a Joanna Cespedes? Is, is that at all in play, or do you really not think they're going to go that path? I don't think so for a couple of reasons. I don't know that they want to do that to their payroll budget, uh, number one. But number two, and again, both of these players were significant in helping the Indians reach the playoffs in 2013. But what the Indians learned that, that I think a lot of teams learn is that when you sign a free agent, you're paying for past performance, and you don't necessarily get the value out of a contract that you'd like to see. And, and in both Nick Swisher's case and Michael Bourne's case, for a variety of reasons, uh, that first year was very good, but they weren't able to extend it much further than that. And they probably don't feel like they got the value out of those uh, free agent signings that, that they could have. And, and that's for any team in baseball. There's very few free agent signings that, that seemed to last the duration of that contract in a real positive way. So 
you'll probably see the Indians stay away from that. I would be surprised if they do uh, uh, some of the contracts that you were mentioning or make offers to that extent. And, Jim, just to wrap up here, uh, give me one move, uh, whether it be a trade or free agency, that you would love to see this team make to really uh, fill a need right now. Maybe something a little bit off the radar even that uh, isn't really out there as, as a headline move, but just something you'd love to see this team do. Well, I'd love to see him pick up uh, another outfielder. Um, even before Brantley uh, underwent the surgery, uh, they were a little short in that area. Uh, their, their infield, uh, especially up the middle defensively, has really come along. Uh, there's some real good pieces here. There's some young players that are reaching the peak of their careers that are, are key players for this club, Brantley included, but Jason Kipnis, Jan Gomes, uh, guys who are assigned. Uh, for fairly long-term contracts, so there's some real good things to work around, but but that one more piece that can add something to the lineup, lengthen out the lineup a little bit, and and most specifically in the outfield would, in terms of opportunity would seem to to really be something that, that could put this team going from a 500-ball club, which they've been the last couple of years, to, to a little bit better than that and then get in that playoff picture. And perhaps the Indians could be that breakthrough team in the 2016 season. Time will tell. Our thanks to Indians radio broadcaster Jim Rosenhaus. This is Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Cleveland Indians. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.